The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back to the second hour of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. I'm Maurice Patton. J.P. Plant pushing buttons over here. Chris Yow making his way back into the studio and joining us on the phone lines, as promised, Nashville Sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem. The Sounds um in the midst of a six-game series at First Horizon Park against visiting Columbus. Um, picked up a 6-4 win on Thursday night. Um, Jeff, that was a welcome sight for this team in light of the past – 10 days or so, I guess. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's good to have a nice long homestand. And uh, first of all, good to be back with you guys on another Friday here as we enter a fun weekend of baseball coming up. You know, this is a, it's a good stretch to have at home. Uh, and it's also a good stretch to have two American League affiliates on this homestand so that the Sounds can have the designated hitter. It's only going to help the offense. Obviously, both teams get to have it, so they get an advantage on the other side too. But it's nice for this particular lineup right now for Rick Sweet to have some other options to put a guy in as the designated hitter. We played so many National League-style series in a row, and the team would get thin, and we've got relievers pinch-hitting at times because Rick Sweet either was thin and didn't have options, or you know sometimes it was too early in the game for him to make a move with the limited bench, and so he can get guys rest when they need it in this heat uh, in those scenarios. But also now we've got two rehabbing brewers in the lineup, Travis Shaw and Daniel Vogelback, two key guys that Milwaukee is trying to get back for this stretch run as they sit nicely atop the National League Central. And Shaw played the first two nights, Tuesday and Wednesday. He was off last night when Vogelback started his rehab assignment. Well, now they're going to be in the lineup tonight together, and they're playing partial games still. So you know you need the bench there, but you've also got that DH spot. So for an offense that had a rough go in Jacksonville last week, like you mentioned, uh, there are a few different things happening. One, some reinforcements with rehab guys are here. Two, we've got a nice long stretch where the DH is being used so the lineup can have some some clarity and some consistency and no need for, you know, for temptation late in the game for a manager to say, well, I wanted to get that guy a day, but now we're down a run and I got a guy in second and I want to pitch it with a guy that I told was going to get a day off. So I think there are a lot of factors at play that can allow for this, for the offense anyway, to have a good home stand. And we've seen that so far. Uh, in this series with Columbus. It's really fascinating, the DH 
in AAA because, like you said, if it's two National League teams playing, pitchers hit. If either of the teams involved is an American League team, regardless of where the games are, the DH is in effect. And you guys are in the middle of a six-game series against Columbus, who is an American League affiliate. You follow that up with Toledo, which is also an American League affiliate. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a DH homestand for us for the next 13 games. Uh, and then we go back to the NL style because we'll go up to Louisville and then down to Memphis, Reds and Cardinals affiliates respectively. So the pitchers will go back to hitting. And, you know, I, I talked with Rick Sweet about it the other day. And, and Rick is an old school guy in some ways. I mean, he's been doing this for four decades now. So in some ways, he, he's what you would call old school. But he's a guy that knows how to evolve uh, with the game, too. And he's, you know, he's one of those guys that's like, I think it's just time for the universal DH. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that. Yeah, I know you say that. And, you know, there's a part of me that gets it. I, I told Rick the other day, I said, you know, the nationally got style game is, uh, you know, is fun from the booth to kind of play along because you get the mix and match and the double switch and the pinch hitting. And there's a, there's a strategy behind it. Um, but, you know, I, I don't hear from very many people around the game who think, that pitchers are going to be hitting in big league games in 2022. Uh, I think that could be a big part of this next collective bargaining agreement. And then AAA will obviously follow suit, whatever that is. We still have the pitchers down here hitting because they're still doing it at the big league level. AA is not that way. They've got the universal DH where their pitchers used to follow the same format at that level just to further prepare guys for the big league. So they've gotten rid of it at AA. They've kept it at AAA. Um, You know, am am I going to, you know, stomp and kick if the if the universal DH doesn't come around next year. No, but I get it. I, I, I really do get it. I, I, I don't think there are enough good hitting pitchers to make it entertaining. And there's just too much of an injury risk. I mean, we, we've seen it on our team alone this year. We've had one guy get jammed badly and hurt his thumb and missed a couple of weeks because he was trying to bat. Uh, and Zach Godley early in the year in a big league game was trying to bunt uh, for the Brewers and got hit by a pitch on the finger. So it's just I, I get it. I, I understand where you're coming from with the boo there. Uh, I just there's just not enough reasons to keep it. I, I've come I've kind of come around on that too. We'll, we'll see what happens in 2022. At least I know where you stand on it. There's not a th- <laughs> there, there is not a single thing you said that I can argue with. But yeah, when strategy. But but when Ryan Weathers gets up there and takes one dead center and it's. What, the second longest home run the Padres have had this year behind one by Fernando Tatis Jr.? You know, yeah. I mean, I, I just hate the possibility that we might lose the hashtag pitchers who rake. And and you would have never yeah, known but, that you know it could hit like he could. Right. Yeah. Well, right. I, I get it. Okay, then, <laughs> you know, but, but again, I, I think that I, I just don't see enough – uh, other guys like sure. that. Sure, you, you're it, you're you're, abso- you're you're absolutely and, right. You really are, and, and, and know, I have to give you that. <laughs> you know, I and, and the only thing, and again, I, I you know, I'm not necessarily a complete opposite of the agreement, the, the argument that you just made. I'm just saying, think of it. I mean, the Padres are not in first place right now. Let's say they're a couple games out, final weekend of the year. Weathers is pitching a great ball game, and he strains an oblique. <laughs> trying to take a big pass, uh, you know, how would Padres fans feel about it then? I mean, look at Jacob DeGrom with the Mets. I mean, you, a guy who is just as dominant as we've ever, we've ever seen, do you, is, is it worth the risk of one cool moment of a double to the wall or a possible home run 
to, to risk losing that guy for a year. I know we're going off on a tangent here. I, no. I think it's a fun argument. I know we, we talked about, uh, what was the one last week we talked about that uh, was a fun argument that we got into? Uh, I'm blanking on what that topic was. I can't was, remember but either, I, but we, we, did have a, we did have a good argument about it. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, it was the extra innings, starting yes. with a man oh, yeah. second base. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, these are fun arguments, and this is what the game is about. This is what the game should create these, and, these fun arguments yeah that no that's what this game needs because there aren't there aren't enough people discussing baseball period so the fact that yeah. we're that there are even things to talk about like this i think is great um jeff yeah. ham the the play-by-play voice of the nashville sounds joining us here on southern middle tennessee sports today again the sounds pick up a 6-4 victory um last night they are now up two to one in the series after having lost like seven of eight. So yeah, Jeff him joining us here on a fast stop Friday and don't forget to check out their cold brew and nitro cold brew coffee. I'm having some right now. It is delicious. It's available just about every location. Don't overpay for their delicious treat elsewhere. Just get it on tap. Next time you stop at fast stop starting at only $2 and 19 cents. It's just the right price to give it a try. I hear it's addictive. Um, don't say I didn't warn you. It's pretty good. Uh, it may Especially not be, with the two shots of caramel in it, right? It, 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 yes, and it won't be the last time I get one. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Jeff, as Mo just said, you you know, you lost seven of eight and then come home. Get three home runs last night. Uh, that's always fun on Throwback Thursday when there's 6,600 people in the crowd and home runs like they, they light up the scoreboard, don't they? Are you guys there? Sorry, I may have lost you for a second, guys. It's all right. I, I was just saying, you know, coming off that that you know losing seven of eight, and then uh, you know you're you're back home. You get three home runs last night in front of sixty six hundred fans. That's a good way to light the school board up and kind of get back on track, isn't it? Yeah, man. Especially to have out of the three home runs, one of them was a three run shot, and one of them was a uh, a two run shot. And uh, we had the, the previous night was uh, all kinds of traffic on the bases and not getting them in. So to, to see multiple guys on base a lot last night and then to have the big hit, that's exactly what this offense had been had been needing. Uh, nice to see Daniel Vogel back, who started a rehab assignment last night, be one of the home runs. He hit an opposite field solo shot uh, as the well, the last of the three. Peyton Henry's was his first AAA home run. He's been swinging the bat really well of late. So yeah, that last night was exactly what this team needed because getting guys on had not been the problem. And even in the Jacksonville series, I mean, that's what, you know, there's a, there's a give and take when you'd lost, I think it was nine out of 11 going into last night. You say, of course, we're not thrilled with the nine losses. But a lot of those had guys on base left and right. And you think if you get enough of those opportunities, eventually the lid will come off. Uh, you'd rather have that than, you know, getting one or two hits every night and feeling like, how in the world are we ever going to score a run again? So there, there was some positives over the stretch, even though the outcomes were losses. Last night was the perfect combination where you're getting them in and you end up with the W. Friday night, which typically means fireworks is that uh is that still the case tonight yes sir after the game fireworks tonight and uh should be a, a sellout or near sellout as we've seen on most of our fridays and saturdays this year uh, there is very little better than baseball a dog you know 
a nice beverage and then chilling out and waiting for the game to be over and then boom fireworks it's really it's just especially over that nashville skyline there there is very little better than that is there jeff well, we're partial to it, but I agree with you. We're, we're biased, uh, but, but we, I mean, clearly thousands of other people agree with you as we see on these weekend, we, these weekend nights. We expect a really good weekend here, you know, last weekend before school starts for a lot of people. So what better way to, to uh, end your summer, so to speak, uh, in that regard with school starting up than to come back out and see a ball game tonight. Uh, we do, we've got, I want to remind people, Sundays are night games. 615. We don't have the day games. People, obviously, it's hot out. We know that. And that's the reason we go from the 205s early in the year to the 615s on Sundays. So try to alleviate at least a little bit of that hottest stretch of the day. So, yeah, home tonight, uh, home again on Saturday with some live music before the game tomorrow night at Hit City Hall, which is our new climate controlled group outing area over on the first base side. So we've got ways to beat the heat and still get the ball game. And then uh, we got Toledo here all next week as well. It's a nice, nice long stretch here at home, and for for multiple reasons, it's a, a welcomed opportunity. The Mud Hens coming to town. Also tonight is Stand Up to Cancer Night, so the Smash Car will be out there. Uh, you can yep. you can smash up the car. You can donate to the Stand Up to Cancer, and uh, I'm sure there will be some handouts to to write on, and as major leagues have done. So that that'll be really cool. It's a really exciting night, and uh, 705 first pitch. Yeah, yes. fans can. Uh, yeah, fans can uh, take swings at the smash car and all the proceeds from that. I think it's like, and I think you get three, one dollar for three swings. I think five dollars for ten, and then uh, it goes up from there. But all of those proceeds, one hundred percent of them, will go to the stand up to cancer efforts and cancer research. And then we're going to have placards for everybody fans probably have seen similar uh, like in the mlb all-star game players get involved the fans get involved we'll have placards as people come out tonight uh and they can you know put the name in and maybe it's them maybe it's a family member a loved one whether somebody fighting the fight now or uh, has fought the fight in the past we're going to recognize as many special people as we can tonight so there'll be placards for fans to fill out for the the people of their uh, heart and we'll honor those people in the middle of the second inning with a a moment of silence and standing up and everybody can hold their placard. It'll be a pretty powerful moment, I think. And uh, just uh, to, to honor those people who are in the fight and uh, maybe have lost it or still fighting it, uh, but then also uh, raise some funds for cancer research, which uh, never goes out of style. You know, as we get set to flip the calendar from July to August, um, as you said, Jeff, you guys have this um, – upcoming series starting Tuesday against the Toledo Mudhens. Then you leave town for the next two weeks and get back for another series against Gwinnett on the 24th. And is that the next to the last home series of the year? Oh, man. I think I think there's more. Uh, no, you're you get right. Columbus again. Yeah, because. And they're going to love that. Well, <laughs> one. You're used to the AAA season ending Memorial, um, Labor Day weekend. That's not the case this time around. There's another, what, four series after that, looks like. Memphis yeah. comes in. Yeah. Memphis comes in on the 7th of September. Um, and, yeah, Columbus comes back on September 22nd. So They're never going to want to come back the way we beat them here. Still plenty of baseball <laughs> left to be seen at First Horizon Park, as it turns out. It is. 
It is. Yeah. It's a new, it's, you know, it's a, a new season in a lot of ways. And, you know, we lost April as a lot of people know and had no season a year ago. So just recently major league baseball and all the different minor league teams agreed to add 10 game, at least at our level, the way we're doing it, adding 10 games to five game series, one here at home, like you mentioned against Columbus. Uh, and then we'll finish up in Indianapolis with the last game being on Sunday, October 3rd. Uh, there's no there's no traditional postseason this year at AAA, uh, but those 10 games are being termed as the final stretch, and there will be some recognition involved for whichever of the 30 AAA teams finishes that 10-game stretch with the best record, and there are tiebreakers involved in that event. Uh, there's some recognition there. So I, I would expect we'll have regular postseason again next year, but for this season, they did the best of both worlds. There's they're, going to sort of, in a way, feel like a postseason, uh, but most importantly for these minor league franchises around the country who had no games to offer their fans last year, each team's getting an additional five home games to try to create a little bit more revenue. And from MLB's standpoint, they want the AAA players, uh, and I think this could be uh, around this point in the calendar in years to come. We'll find out in a few weeks, I think, when our 22 schedule comes out, but they want the AAA guys to end as close to the regular season at the major league level as possible because they don't do as many September call-ups anymore. You can't call up anybody on the 40-man roster and have, you know, 35-some guys in your clubhouse in the big leagues in Mm. September anymore. That's limited. So because of that, they want more AAA guys to keep being ready for any kind of big league postseason needs that there may be, get the at-bats, get the innings, and so uh, this year is is an introduction to that. We're going to end right around the time the Major League regular season ends. And then my suspicion would be that next year, you know, we would, instead of that 10-game final stretch, that's when the season would come in and we'd be finishing a regular season somewhere in that mid-September range rather than, like you mentioned, Mo, of the past where it was always Labor Day. So the season, I think, will go a little bit longer no matter what, in years to come, they'll probably just mix in more off days, and I would suspect we would still start next year in early April uh, like we always have. That's just that's that's what I'm sensing, but I think we'll have a more official word on that probably by the end of August with a 22 schedule. All right, there you go, Jeff Him, Nashville Sounds play-by-play voice. Jeff, thanks so much for hanging out with us today on a Friday. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you again very soon. Enjoy the fireworks tonight. Sounds great, guys. Be well. All right, that's Jeff Hem of the Nashville Sounds. We've got uh, Jordan Campbell on the other side of the break. Going to talk a little Big South football, UNA, as we continue to work around FCS conference previews. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint will return right after this. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. 
When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, live from the Lee Company studio, with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. The Lee Company Studio and WKOM 1017 FM, the Front Porch Sports Headquarters. It is Fast Stop Friday, and we just talked about that cold brew coffee at Fast Stop. And what is cold brew, you may ask? Coffee lovers know, but we'll break it down. It's not just cold coffee. It's about the brewing process. The coffee beans are ground and soaked in water. Uh, which makes it super smooth, less acidic, and highly caffeinated, which is take out the bad, amp up the good. Tastes great, easier on the stomach. It is delicious, and I'm almost done with mine. That's how good it is. So there you go. Fast Stop Friday. Check them out. There's one right here at the end of the road. Um, As we continue our talking college football around the FCS. We uh, we visited with Jordan Campbell earlier this week. This this is a recorded segment, so just wanted to let you know that. We're going to talk to Jordan Campbell now, and we'll let JP kick her off. Joining us now is Jordan Campbell of Fox Sports Shoals, ready to talk a little Big South football, UNA, playing their final season, I guess, in the Big South. We'll find out here in just a second because Jordan can tell us. Mo, this is uh, unusual for us. We don't typically reach this far down, but since we had such a big impact with the Big South slash A-Sun earlier this year, thought we might as well go ahead and talk a little UNA football. Sure. sure. Um, You know, we don't typically do a lot of FCS other than the Ohio Valley Conference, which we're going to get into later this week, I think. But – Obviously, UNA and their move, like you said, to the A-Sun, as well as Kennesaw State, which plays in the Big South. So this conference is pretty fascinating with some of the members that are currently members and some that aren't going to be members going forward. So interested to hear what Jordan's got to say. Jordan Campbell at Cam on all on Twitter. Jordan, welcome in. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. I uh, I appreciate you using me as your Big South football expert. Expert might be a stretch too far. Uh, barely knowledgeable might be a stretch too far. But I'm here to give you what I got. I'm looking forward to a great 2021 UNA football season. Uh, and there's some really interesting things. You guys are, are right on uh, with the Big South, the ASUN, and, and the merger. What's going on there? There's a lot of interesting stuff going on down here right now. Well, you know, Jordan, you may not be an expert, but we know we're not. So you're 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 giving us the best that you've got, and and it's the best we've got. So all, we're all looking I forward know, to it. Yeah, all I know is that UNA is the Lions. That's what I got. Purple so, and gold. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we were saying, Jordan, um, both North Alabama and Kennesaw are in the in the A Sun. Um, is this their last year in the Big South? How much longer are they? What what is the situation as far as that goes? Well, for UNA, the plan is for this to be the last year in the Big South. Kennesaw is a little 
bit more interesting. I'll say this. I would imagine it's their last year. I know that they are probably not going – look, let's start here. Mm-hmm. The A-Sun is a merging conference or an emerging conference on the football side. They've had other sports and a number of different teams that play other sports in basketball, baseball, softball for a while. And so they're trying to get the football side of things going. All of their member schools that played football, which there weren't that many, played football in other conferences. So now they're trying to create really what I would consider to be an FCS version of the SEC, meaning a super conference type thing, right? So you've got UNA, which is, I mean, at this point, they've got a storied history at the Division II level. They're still growing and building at Division One. They haven't really accomplished anything uh, that – would say that they're on par with a Eastern Kentucky or a Jacksonville State or a Kennesaw State. We know the history of those programs and what they've been able to accomplish, right? But UNA feels like this is the best spot for them because the regional travel is better than um, what sort of the Big South has been able to offer. And you're going to have that rivalry with Jacksonville State, which is always going to be huge for UNA. The problem with this is they decided, hey, we're going to create this football super conference. We've got five teams. That's not enough. So some of the teams have already jumped ship, and they're going to be merging with another conference. I think it's the – It's WAC, actually the WAC. The, next the WAC, yes, thank you so much. I could not remember. The Western Athletic Conference, I believe. And so they're going to be merging with those guys so they will still have uh, postseason eligibility this season. Next year, as far as I know, guys, for UNA at the very least, they're planning on going forward with ace on play no matter how, teams are, how many teams are there. I don't know what other prospects there are for the A-Sun. I know there have to be some or they wouldn't have decided to make this move uh, sort of out of nowhere. But I don't know if they're going to pull a whole lot of Big South teams in. I don't know if they're going to try and get maybe an OVC team here or there. They've already done it with Jacksonville State. I don't know if they're going to go with the Southern Conference. And Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't know if there's going to be any HBCUs who decide to come into this conference and, and try and get an upper hand. So, they're going to have to bring in, I mean, as it stands, they've got right at four teams now, five teams maybe. Five. They're going to have to bring in another five teams, and that's a whole lot to get in one year. You're only going to have two more to have an AQ. Right. So, but, yes, I mean, ideally you would have more than six conference yeah, games. Yeah, at least you'd like to get to maybe eight <laughs> yeah. at the least and have seven conference games, and then that makes your, your non-conference scheduling a little bit easier. But certainly an interesting dynamic. Speaking with Jordan Campbell from Fox Fox Shoals, Fox, Fox Sports, Sports Shoals, yes. here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Um, on the field, Jordan, what are you expecting out of UNA? going to be interesting, man. I, you know, they've got a wide receiving core back that has three of their top receivers from last year. There's another young man who actually played high school football at Florence, Jacoby Bird, who is kind of in limbo. Is he going to be back? Is he not going to be back? As it stands right now, I don't believe that that young man is on the roster. But when you take a look at their offense, at the offensive side of things, right, you have Cortez Hall, who's a three-year starter at wide receiver. Uh, you've got Dexter Boykin back. Uh, like, they're really happy about that wide receiver room. Uh, also, Andre Little. So they're going to have three guys back at the wide receiver position that you feel really good about. Offensively, sort of their question mark last year was where are they going to find the running game? We all know that to have a good passing game, you're going to want to be able to run the football. And they kind of struggled last year. Jackson Carson went out with a torn Achilles prior to the season starting. He was really going to be running back 1A, Jawan Howell from Lynette was going to be running back 1B, and then you'd have other guys, Ron Thompson and 
a couple other fellas that would rotate into the running back position to spell you here or there who did different things, catch the ball out of the backfield, or maybe they were third down blockers. But this year, they didn't have that. They actually ended up going with a freshman, Parker Driggers, who ran the ball, I think, 15 times and led the team with 83 uh, rushing yards last year because they did play four games at UNA. They're going to try and find that running back or that running back duo. And with Jackson Carson coming back and Jawan Howell being another year stronger, didn't take really a full year of beating and banging on his body, I feel really good about what the offense can do in terms of opening up play action, for Blake Beaver or Rhett Files, Beaver probably the main guy under center there. But they got to find a little bit more success in the running game. Last year it was really injuries that kind of hurt them. This year I think you're going to have your full squad back. Of course, you could always have an Achilles or an Achilles or a knee blow a knee blowout before then. But they've got to find some success in the running game because at some point guys are like, hey, we're only going to put five in the box and we're just going to go everywhere in the secondary and six in the box and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to let you beat us with the pass. That's what UNA felt most comfortable with last year. I expect there to be much more balance this year. I expect the running game to be back similar to what we saw two, three, four years ago, five, six years ago prior to the Division One transition. And I think their their offense is going to be okay. If they find a good running game, they feel good about what Deaver and Files can do. They brought in another quarterback, Luke Nail, who's going to be in the running at times this year. So should be interesting on the offensive side. But that wide receiving core is their, their main strength in terms of skill talent. Jordan Campbell of Fox Sports Shows at Cam on all on Twitter. Give him a follow. You mentioned it, the transition to D1, which means UNA is ineligible for the Big South championship and they will they will have been in the big south football conference and never having been able to compete for a championship because they leave next year this monmouth team is the one that folks obviously believe will uh, take the big south championship that una is ineligible for monmouth takes 16 of the seven of the 18 i'm sorry First place votes at Media Day, Kennesaw State and Charleston Southern getting the others. We're kind of interested in that because Monmouth and Middle Tennessee State open the season with one another. So uh, this Monmouth team is the the team to beat, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the team to beat in the Big South. And it's kind of been between Kennesaw State and Monmouth the past few years in terms of who was going to wrestle for Big South supremacy when you take a look at what Kennesaw State has been able to accomplish, the wins, the, the team that they're bringing back to the field, you feel like that is the team that everybody's looking up at. I mean, I know that last year or early in the spring, I say last year, last season, um, you know, they lost to Sam Houston State, uh, but they beat Kennesaw State, they beat Gardner-Webb, and they beat Charleston Southern. And they were really not close in any of those games that they won, 42-17, 48-19, 35-17. They lost to Sam Houston State. 21 to 15, but they gave them a pretty good run for their money, right? Mm -hmm. Monmouth is absolutely going to be the team that everybody's looking up at at the Big South. Now, again, you know, at this level, at the FCS level, an injury to a quarterback, an injury to a running back, an injury to a key player can change the trajectory of an entire season. It's not like in Alabama where you say, all right, what's the next five-star we're going to put at wide receiver? So anything can happen, but if everybody's healthy and all things considered, yeah, Monmouth is definitely the favorite uh, in this conference this year, in my estimation. Jordan, uh, obviously we need to let you get out of here. Um, tell folks where they can find you, obviously at Cam on All on Twitter, but where else can they find you? I know you have a show of your own down in uh, the Shoals area on Fox Sports Shoals. 
Yeah, the easiest way to find all the information about our show is just go to foxsportshows.com. We're on from 4 to 6, same time you are. So I don't want to take anybody away, obviously. We're not competing here. Right. But uh, you can check out our podcast. We usually try and throw that up at the end of each and every show. You can listen to us at foxsportsholes.com uh, if you would like to or find the podcast there. But, look, the easiest way to keep up with everything we got going on, if you're on Twitter, at Cam on all. And uh, hopefully you'll laugh a little bit, get some good sports opinions or bad sports opinions, which you can make fun for. Those are my only two goals. Well, we appreciate you taking some time with us today, man, certainly. And, uh we will look forward to UNA taking on that Big South Conference schedule, but not playing for a championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Coach Will, Chris Willis was excited that their games were actually going to count in the conference standings this year. He said that at Big South Media Days. Instead of 0-0 at the bottom, it'll say, hey, if we run the table and win this thing, it'll show up that we went undefeated. So he just glad to finally be recognized. And mm-hmm. this is an important year before the transition. New athletic director and Dr. Josh Looney, obviously last year in the Big South before you can become playoff eligible. They want to accomplish some things and go into, uh, go into the ASUN with, uh, you know, with a lot of, uh, I guess you would say, um, meat in their backpack, for lack of a better term. That's probably the worst thing I've ever said. It doesn't make any sense. But you know what I mean. Hey, we appreciate you joining us here for a little bit, and um, good luck with your show today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck with y'all's show as well. We'll need it. Trust me. (laughs) All right. Jordan Campbell of Fox Sports Shoals here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. When we return, we're going to talk to T. Willie on NASCAR. Gotta love it. No NASCAR race this weekend. Didn't have one last weekend. But when there's no NASCAR races, that's when things get a little wild. The Gen 7 car has been kind of talked about. So we'll we'll get the inside information on uh, what's coming up in NASCAR with T. Willie on the other side of the break. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Back after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. The sports talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. The final segment of the week. You know what, Mo? I forgot to tell JP. 
It's uh oh, it's Friday. I forgot to tell JP. Yeah, I, sad on. day. We'll we'll get we'll get it back going. We'll get it back going next week. No yeah. big deal. JP, at the end of the, I could do a lot of things. At the end of the show, we like to have, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because hey, you know. But um, it is Fast Stop Friday, and we are excited to talk about Fast Stop Markets. They're on social media. Check them out. Follow Fast Stop Markets on Facebook and Instagram. Giveaway contests, special deals. Make sure you're up to date on all the latest products in the store located in our listening area. Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, White Bluff. Follow them today. It's Fast Stop Friday. That's what they do in NASCAR. They go fast and they stop. They go fast and they stop. <laughs> that's, that's how NASCAR works. Uh, funny story, uh, Mo. You know, I asked you the other night, and JP, you may know this. UNAKA. UNAKA. Yes, it's a, it's a school out in Carter County. And how do you pronounce that? UNAKA. UNAKA. The how do I pronounce the acronym? No, it's no, no, not an acronym. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an actual school. It's a school oh. name. Oh, um, well, it's a very good question, and I'm not <laughs> 100% sure. It's either uh, Unica, Unica, or Anaka. I don't know. I don't know what's you, the third. What's it? It's unfortunately not Unaka, which is what yeah, I was hoping I it was. I was hoping it was Unaka. For football, for football purposes, Unaka. Unaka, I answer. I answer. <laughs> That's what I was hoping it was. You need to know the. You need to know, know how to pronounce yes. it. I mean, you got you got to learn mm-hmm. the pronunciations of these things. Uh, yes, there are a couple out there that uh, <laughs> that are going to be a little squirrely. <laughs> You're going to be like, mm-hmm. uh, can somebody help me out here? Yep, you I'm naked. Pre- what? Why do you what? asking me that? <laughs> it is Unaka. I'm pretty Unaka, sure it's Unaka. You, Unaka, Unaka, Unaka. Anyway, I just thought, and I just, the reason that I said this is because I was scrolling through Twitter as I am want to do, and Carter County Sports at Carter CO Sports has a Unica Bennett preview. Uh, so, Unica Bennett. Bennett preview. Okay. I don't know what it says, Unica's Bennett previews. So, I don't know what that means. No. <laughs> it's apparently Bennett belongs to Unica. Okay. And there's multiple previews about it <laughs> according to this headline. So I got nothing. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I got what I got. That being said, it is time for NASCAR, and that's really what we need to do here because we got on the phone with us T Willie. T Willie, what's going on? Uh, I tell you, it hasn't been racing now for two weeks, but uh we're gonna go hot and heavy next week. What what have Not you been doing? Uh I've been uh Twiddling my thumbs, uh, spending time with my grandson, doing puzzles, doing crazy, uh, which wasn't a long drive anyway. So, but uh, that's about it. So, going through getting some jokes uh, for everybody. That's the that, dad, dad jokes. That's the best part. That's really what we're here for. Um, so, we had some news over the weekend that this this can't be just cut and dried nascar going to a pay-per-view that there was some somebody asked a question about that because uh, they're talking about running it on that peacock channel right which is uh you can purchase uh but they said you know as a 
everything is set through 2024. After that, could something like that come up? They said, we're not ruling anything out after that. But uh, as of now, so for the next three years, we're fine. <laughs> that's interesting. It, it is. I mean, there's been rumors that that's headed that way anyways. And you know, it's kind of like when the NFL Network started, you know, you, everybody can't get the NFL Network. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's something different. But uh, we'll see. I, I'm not worried about it for now. Uh, I'm not going to pay to watch NASCAR. I'm going to tell you that right now. Not even five dollars uh, a month. There's no, actually a lot good. of really good stuff on that on Peacock. I love Peacock. I have oh. Peacock. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, the uh, lost uh, lost uh, well, the lost speedways or the oh. one Dale Junior does. That's worth every penny of the five dollars. Tell you, I've, I've watched uh, quite a few of those. I've got you can get them on the internet. Doesn't have to pay for it as wow. of right now. Anyways, but uh, but I've watched those episodes. They're amazing some of them old racetracks so but uh yeah and also next week uh the indy cars uh or that formula cars whatever you want to call them will be in nashville uh next sunday not this sunday but the following sunday and we're going to carry it on uh, probably on 103 is what it's looking like so yeah, we, we're still working out the details but that's going to happen we had matt cruz their ceo on the show uh okay. a couple of weeks back fantastic yes. guy and uh, that that event is going to be a lot of fun. I, I can certainly assure you. It is, and uh, Del Candy is going to be up there. He's got a good friend who has a condo right on the river overlooking the bridges, so he's going to be remotely uh, watching and calling in, and uh, we'll run it through the studios. Uh, they're working. Clayton's working through the details of that, but uh, and then we got Watkins Glen next week, uh, Xfinity and Cup on Saturday. And uh, I mean, trucks and then the, the cup on Sunday. So it's getting crunch time. I think there's four races left before the playoffs start. Um, one race left for before the trucks start. And I think six before the Xfinity starts their playoffs. So it's getting to be an exciting time. So we'll see what happens. Most likely your pick next week will be Chase Elliott because it's a road course. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, Chase Elliott's the number one guy. He uh, is. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely is. So, you can't. But, uh, you can't bet against Chase when it's a road course, and if no. you do, who do you bet for? You're stupid. <laughs> well, that too. Just throw the money away. That's exactly right. Uh, most likely, he's going to he's going to to win that race, uh, or he's going to be up there. Unless I mean, you never know. Anything can happen. But there's been a lot of driver movement as we've talked about. You know, with Brad Keselowski going to Roush Fenway, and he's talked about that he used to own a truck team, as you remember, a few years back. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think Brad Keselowski, I mean, he drove for himself at that time. But uh, he's talking about maybe getting with Roush and bringing that back if they can find a sponsor. So uh, a lot of good things happen. Drivers out there, uh, Kurt Busch is in the driver's seat. He can pretty much go where he wants. Well, that's a good uh, place he, for a driver to be. You're exactly right. He's got two. <laughs> two yeah, exactly. He's got two great choices to go to. So, uh, well, I don't know if they're great, but he's got two good, decent choices to go to. So. And I don't know, Ryan Newman may run part-time, if at all. So uh, going to be some movement between now and the end mm-hmm. of the season. And I see they've already started tearing up Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah, it's dirt. Uh, Let's just go yeah. racing. Yeah, 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 that'll be the next race. So they're going to go from 24 to 28-degree banking there. And uh, I think the corners are going from 52-foot wide to 40-foot wide. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Plus, they're going to completely – they're going to tear up the old concrete, put it – or asphalt, put it down – in the base and then 
they got some quick dryer or some type of a, a surface they put down that will wear in faster than normal asphalt. So, you know, maybe that's, I think that's what's on West 7th, but I'm not sure. So, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> well done. Speaking of. Hey, September, it will be done. Speaking of driver movement. Well, driver movement yep. and drivers having options, T. Willie. Um, yep. Jimmy Johnson left NASCAR at the end of the, what, 19 season, I guess, or after the 20 season. Uh, he's yeah, been he's, running some in Indy cars, but is yep. exploring the possibility of a return? Now, I, I saw something yesterday. I didn't read into the whole article, so I didn't catch that part of it. Uh, but it, I don't know where he would go. Would he come in as one of these lower tier teams? First I mean, of all, it's Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> He's the, the all time. If, if he wants to come back, you'd like to think somebody would say, "Hey, we can find a spot." We'll find for this a spot. Guy. He's only won seven NASCAR Cup championships. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't. He hasn't won in a while. I'm telling you right now. Well, he hasn't won in a while in, in Indy either. I think his best. Um, he finished 19th right. in the season opener and hasn't broken through the top 20 since then. So, um, right. he, yeah, it, it's like anything, you know, that's like when those guys come over to NASCAR, you don't win a race right off the bat. Whether, you know, it, it took Tony Stewart, I think a couple of years and before he got one and then he turned out to be an awesome driver, but it, it's hard to, it's a completely different type of racing. So you got to learn it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that I'm hearing that I don't think it's going to be full time. The, the article that 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 we're talking about is on sportscasting.com uh, by Kyle you. Dalton, and essentially they're you know they're talking about maybe you know maybe a couple one offs here and there, maybe the Brickyard Daytona, Coca Cola yeah. 600 stuff like that. Yeah, uh, anything at Charlotte would be good because he dominated Charlotte for years. Yeah, super speedways are are they're just easier to drive. I mean, you don't have to use the brake pedal, right. so. You just, you know, you let off the gas a little as you go in and step on it and you go out. That's It's not hard. But I, I know it's only been a year he's been out, but I'm telling you, those drivers, when they go out for a while and come back, I don't know, it just seems like they lose something. I, I think they lose that aggressiveness that you have when you're driving. Most of the time when drivers leave, it's because of an injury. Uh, like Jeff Gordon had uh, some head injuries and stuff. A lot of them drivers have had that. So when they step aside, they really don't come back. Uh, I mean, he he's only been out a year, so maybe somebody would put him in. But you only got so many teams, and you can't, you know, you know, like a team like Hendricks can only field so many cars. So right. they're not going to take one of their drivers out. You so can only field I'm, four, right? Or is it three yeah, now? Yeah, four legally. But uh, and then and then you can have you know Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin on a couple of your other cars, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> if that's you're joking. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, brother! And that could—that's another ride that's supposed to be open, so a second one. But they don't have a charter yet. But so we'll see. We'll see how all that pans out. But uh, looking forward to this season coming up. Hey, looking forward to Nashville again. So would it be in Bubba Wallace's best interest to take Kyle Busch's Xfinity ride? Because I'm hearing that could be a possibility. If if he is smart, yes. I mean, you look at what. Uh, uh, John Hunter Nemechek did mm-hmm. going back to trucks and he's dominating in the trucks now. So I, I got a feeling he may be the one coming up in Kyle. Yeah, Bush's that could spot. happen too. But uh, yeah, Bub, Bubba is just not there yet at the cup level. I mean, nice young man. Uh, you know, I wish him the best. I just don't see the, the talent level 
to compete with those guys. I mean, he can win a race. I have no doubt about it. If you, anytime you scrap in the seat at Talladega or Daytona, if you're one of the 40 drivers, you can win. That's just the way it is. But, but that's just, you know, that's not the talent level. It's just, you have to be in the right place at the right time. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you, I think he would get a lot more exposure if he could go down and, and win, win some races, maybe win a championship. That's a, you know, that's a big, big job. And some drivers are just not cut out for, uh, I'm sorry, just not cut out for the cup level. They get to a certain point and that's where, where they go. It's like Johnny Sauter, you know, he, he's tried to come up and he could never do it, but he runs great in the truck series. He's even dabbled in the, in the Xfinity, but, right. uh, I, and I don't know what it is. It, it's hard to pinpoint what it it's, could be, but you know, there, there I mean, are they, so many factors, and you know that. I mean, from everything yeah. from your, your crew chief down to the guy who changes lug nuts have to yeah, be then, as good as everybody else in the field, and yeah, that doesn't and, always and, happen. And in the Cup Series, it's all about the equipment and the crew chief. A, a, if you get a crew every chief time. and a crew that, that sync together, that's who's going to dominate. And that's, you know, we saw, you know, with Tony Stewart and uh, uh, I forgot his name now, his crew chief, but, uh, you know, it's, it's Jimmy like Johnson. That. Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss, Chad Cheating Knauss. I mean, those hey, 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 <laughs> hey! He was he was busted more times for cheating than I think any oh, any yeah. serious team in the last ten years. But but uh, anyway, but it, it, hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's right, Terry. We got to let you go. We appreciate it. But tell us, but you got plenty of jokes. You ain't had any NASCAR to watch. Give us one before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, uh, I recently bought fifty-one percent. Of a vampire hunting company, uh, hunting company. Now, so I'm now the main stakeholder. <laughs> oh, come on! He's the stakeholder of the vampire company. You're welcome. T. Willie talking NASCAR. Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Hey, you guys have a great day. Nice talking to you. It's talking to you, D. All right, here we go. We are going to be out on the, here on Friday. It's time to go on this friday evening we are out it is monday coming back wkom wzyx talking high school football talking college football talking all the football preps to pros come see us if you missed any part of the show this week next week whatever the podcast on sm-tnsports.com check it out for mo Patton and jp plant andrew moore our intern i'm chris yow saying have a great day Stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast, brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.